This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan this morning. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's get a getting. Some of our folks, it may be late at night when they hear the Old Trailblazer, way up there in the morning. But most of the time we hear in the morning times making these messages and bringing God's message. So we're happy to have you folks with us. And let me mention, before we get started this, at this time, I want to bring you one of our choir songs. We're going to bring you one of those songs now. to get back to our study now on uh, divine healing true and false and we have a gracious topic interesting topic at this time we're going to look at the use of medicine does not dishonor God and is not a sin now you you can't imagine how many folks uh, take issue with me on those along that line that that it's a sin to use medicine well are we going to go into that we're looking at the general theme divine healing true and false and let me say again at the outset, I'm not dealing in personalities. I have no axe to grind with any poor soul, no matter who they are, whether they're a, a high learning or a low learning or what. It doesn't matter to me. We're not dealing in personalities. We're dealing with the doctrine of God's Word. And I have just as much right to speak on divine healing as set forth in God's Word as anyone does. You may not agree with God's Word, but that's up to you. I just received... A six-page, legal-page letter from some poor soul correcting me, so to speak, on all. He wrote two or three pages of Scripture, and, and but they wouldn't sign their name to it where I could respond back to them. And it was all uh, going right down the line of what I've been refuting here. Most of the Scriptures, they've twisted and made them to say what they want them to say, but they wouldn't sign their name to it. So I just put it in the trash can in the, in the round file and let it go at that. My heart goes out to those individuals, but I would like to know who it was. And also, let me say that there are two ways to study a subject. One is negatively, and one is positively. And folks do those things. One of the best ways to approach any subject is to first to see what it is not. Many times you have to clear the rubbish away, all the false teaching and uh, relating to such and such a doctrine, and that's what we do here. 
I usually come on the air by saying we're bringing, cutting away the briars and the brambles and the rubbish and the kudzu that clamors up the human heart, the spiritual kudzu, the spiritual briars and brambles. And my friend, listen, listen, you have to do that before you can study the true aspect of any scriptures. When you clear away all the false and erroneous teaching relating to a subject, you're far better able to understand the subject itself. Paul here used this message of setting forth the doctrine of salvation. He said, for by grace are ye saved. He didn't stop there. No, he never, there's no period there. He went on to say, not by works, lest any man should boast. He first made a declarative, dogmatic statement of salvation, and then he gave the negative. So in our study on this general theme, divine healing, true and false, we have first approached it from the negative viewpoint what divine healing is not, or what is not taught in God's Word. Now, nowhere in God's Word, nowhere in God's Word has He ever commanded anyone to preach divine healing. But He did command us to preach repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my friend, if you're, if you're a child of God and you're standing in the pulpit, you have plenty, plenty of time to preach repentance and uh faith towards God, and to let all that other junk go. You don't have to be caught up in that. Oh, my friend, one individual wrote me that uh, folks like myself, we go along, go around with a long face on. We have no joy in our heart because we're not shouting and clapping and listening to rock music in our congregation. No, no, we don't go around with a long face. There's not a happier man in this world than the old trailblazer. Folks who know me know that I'm a happy man, and I have happy folks. And I tell folks, I see one once in a while with a sour look on their face. I tell them to look up. Look up. Our redemption draws nigh. Don't go around with a long face on. And then I tell folks, don't look look like a sour puss and thinking that will get you salvation, that the Lord will look on you as being contrite. No, sir, that's not true. That's not true. That's not has anything to do with the truth. When the Lord begins to deal with the heart and picks you out to save you and, and condescends to save you and to wash you and cleanse you, you ought to be hilarious, happy. Oh, thank the Lord. Did you know that the Lord don't save many folks? Not many folks are saved. Oh, well, I know a church that's got 10,000 members. Well, I do too. I know plenty of them. But my friend, you go in there and just take a seat in the back somewhere. Sit quietly. Don't make a ruckus. Don't say anything. Just sit there and see if that pastor ever speaks of the reality of Christ. See if he speaks of how gracious it is to be a, a child of the living God. See if he speaks about being washed in the blood, cleansed by the blood. See if their choir sings uh, uh, the old-fashioned blood songs uh, and all of those things like we have here on our the CDs that I offer you occasionally. We sing the blood song. We don't sing the hip song, rock and roll, no, because our motive and our aim is to glorify the Lord and to tell what the Lord means to us day by day, and we do it in singing as well as we do in preaching. And our folks, those who know the Lord, when they meet you on the street or meet you in the store, they have a happy look on their face. I know we're burdened down many times, problems that face us this day and time that we're living in, but as a rule, as a whole, over the whole scheme, we ought to be happy. We ought to be hilarious. We have a man here that worships with us, been here for a long time, and I asked him sometime, and others do, how you doing, brother? Doing better than I deserve. Did you know that's a good, that's a good illustration? Doing better than I deserve. 
And then I read a verse of scripture the other night in our prayer meeting, and I don't remember where it was now, but it, it, it was basically said to esteem others greater than we are. We don't need to go around uh, criticizing folks, my friend. Don't matter who they are, don't matter what kind of uh, life they're living, esteem them better than us. Because look, if you ever see yourself as a sinner, you're not going to find many that's worse than you were. Oh, my friend, we're kind of getting off our subject, but listen, let's go back. Now, the st- in our study, we found here that divine healing is not in the Great Commission. It's not, and it's not in the Atonement. To think that divine healing is in the atonement is one of the most foolish things in all the world. It's the most misleading, most damning, and blasting of all false doctrines. Now, I don't know why it is, except Satan uh, has taken the minds and hearts of those individuals, many of them, and they're brazen. They're brazen. They will almost jump on you. They'll almost jump on a circle saw. Give it three rounds to start if you cross them. Oh, with the word of God. Now, my friend, I have, I, I have no desire for confrontation. I don't. I don't. And I often give my phone number on this broadcast. It's area code 225-664-8658. And if I miss you there at the office, I'll call you back, and we can discuss. We can discuss friendly uh, how, how God saves a sinner. Do you ever, do, can you tell how God saved you? My friend, if you can't, you're not saved. If you can't tell basically what the Lord did in your heart, how he wakened you to your lost condition, how he brought you to see that you had no, no uh, reason that the Lord would save you, how you have nothing to offer to the Lord except sin. If you can't go back and tell me or tell someone what the Lord means to you, you're not saved. And I take my eternal destiny on that statement, my friend. Salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens to an individual. And it's not a light thing. It's not a frivolous thing. It's not making a decision for Jesus. It's not, it's not being baptized at, at birth or three or four years old. It's not making a decision for Jesus and walking down the aisle and shaking some preacher's hand. That's not salvation. Just get that out of your head. That's not salvation. That's the doctrine of devils. That's the doctrine of demons. That's the most most uh, terrible doctrine that's ever been palmed off on our folks is that, that you can be saved by shaking some preacher's hand. You ever go read that verse? It says, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Do you think shaking somebody's hand, no matter if it's, it's a big muckety-muck evangelist or whatever, you think shaking his hand will change you, bring you back to life, and you hath he quickened? That's what happens in salvation. When, you, when the Lord saves you, when the Lord delivers you from this body of sin and death and power of sin, you become a new, new, new creature. You become alive now. You were dead in trespasses and sin. And shaking a preacher's hand won't make that. Praying a little prayer that someone sends you in the mail uh, and says, pray this prayer, and then write me, and I'll send you some helpful literature. And yes, you get on their mailing list, and they'll bombard you from down to Hell's Hall River uh, for money, day by day, all this glossy stuff they'll send you, and uh, send you pictures of starving people in Africa and all those things, wanting money. My friend, that's just the devil's trick. That is. Don't get caught up in that thing. What about your soul? Is it resting on the, on the Lord Jesus Christ? The greatest thing that ever happens is to come to know the Lord, not be a member of the big church, not be a member of the little church, not to speak in tongues, not to have bodily healing. None of that stuff matters, my friend. Oh, but listen, the old trailblazer gets worked up sometime because folks are believing a lie and being damned. 
believing a lie, my friend. Satan can't tell the truth. When those uh, when those guys inspired by Satan come on that radio or television or all of that goobly gawk that they got, it's Satan's lie. He can't tell the truth. No, sir, Satan can't tell the truth. He's a liar and the father of it. And my friend, uh, my folks, many of my folks are, are bound down by that thing and they They'll swear by it that they, oh, my friend, and we've, we've gone into all those things on an earlier part of this study, and i tell you this, if you'd like to have these studies on, on uh, a divine healing, true and false, you write me, and I'll quote you a price on the whole set. There's a great number of those of CDs, and I'll quote you a rock-bottom price where if you can take them in the quiet of your home and play them and, and study them and play them over and over again so that you won't misinterpret what I say, but listen, I, I praise the Lord for saving a sinner like me. I, I, I know that the Lord heals people. I know that. We've prayed for folks here and they've been healed. But it's not that uh, charismatic hooping and hollering and, and praying and all of those things. No, that's, uh, that's all of Satan. It is, my friend. Don't let nobody deceive you with those things. And you just look at the person's life. I asked you, like I said, to go in those churches. Go there where you live. Visit the church on a Sunday morning. See how. See what the pastor says. Try. Try. The, the Bible tells us to try the spirit. Well, try your pastor's spirit. And then if you get a chance, uh, stand out there by the back door some morning like he goes out and get in his car and just touches on the, on the shirt sleeve and say, Pastor, would you take a Sunday morning service and tell us how the Lord saved you? Would you do that? The old trailblazer recommends it. Every preacher tell his folks how the Lord saved him, when and how the Lord saved him. But I know that a lot of folks won't do that because they don't have nothing to tell. But this is the old trailblazer broadcast. Pastor Albert Pendorf, my heart is burdened for you. But uh, we, 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 uh, we just praise the Lord for you. And I want to ask you to help us with the broadcast, if you will. But remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.